0: Welcome back to Catholic Doctrine Bible Study. This is session 30. I'm your host, Jim Park. In this session, we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 26. Got a lot going on in this chapter here. We're going to see Jesus' anointing, we're going to see the Last Supper. Uh, perhaps not this time, but maybe we'll get to uh, the beginning of the institution of the Eucharist. We're going to see uh, the connection between um, the institution of the Eucharist and that it is the ultimate fulfillment of the Jewish Passover that's going on at the same time. Um, so there's there's Jesus' agony in the garden. There's... Um, there is uh, Peter's denial of Jesus there's the first trial a lot of stuff going on so we'll just see how far we go in chapter 26 so as always unless you're driving turn to Matthew chapter 26 we see that um uh, well just just before this he had he had told everyone Uh, In chapter 25, whatever you do to the least of my brothers that you do unto me. And then in chapter 26, he starts out and says, when Jesus finished all these words, he said to his disciples, you know that in two days time it will be Passover So we're going to see this Passover meal. It is not a coincidence that Jesus is there for Passover. Remember, we said there are three required feasts that all Jews are to attempt to go to in Jerusalem, regardless of where they're from. And Passover is the biggest one of them, okay? And it commemorates God saving Israel. So again, this is not a coincidence because God is again offering to save all Israel and for that matter, all of us. In uh, this ultimate Passover. So he says, you know, in two days time, it will be Passover and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. We'll stop right there. Um, I heard it said at a Catholic uh, meeting one time, uh, the, the speaker said, well, Jesus just came to earth because he loved man so much and uh, it was uh, it was purely incidental or accidental that he ended up dying because he claimed that he was was God, and we would and uh, I I had to protest, um, and perhaps you will be in a session like this one day too. Yes, Jesus did so love the world. God did so love the world that he sent his only begotten Son uh, to us but not merely for his amusement or just so that he could uh, join in all the quote unquote fun that's down here he sent he he came to this earth to die on the cross for our sins and also to demonstrate the his through his resurrection that we too could be resurrected and the fellow who is teaching this class said, uh, no, that was just an accident. And I said, well, how can you say that? Because this isn't the first time. Jesus says over and over, and you see right here in chapter 26, verse two, that he says, I'm going to be handed over to be crucified. So it wasn't an accident. It, it, It wasn't a coincidence that Jesus died on the cross for this way. He knew what was coming. Okay, so if anybody ever says something like that to you, call him out on that. And, uh, you know, you're in this Bible study, you see that he has said a number of times what has to be done. Um, so he tells them that, um, and then they consult with, the, the chief priests consult with Caiaphas, the high priest, and they want to put him to death, but it says in verse uh, 3, 4, and 5, But they said, well, we can't do this during the festival. There there may, uh, we don't want to have a riot among the people. So again, there's a political aspect here, right? Uh, Those in power want to have Jesus killed right there, but not during the festival, they say, if they can avoid it, because they don't want the political backlash to it. And that's what politics is all about, isn't it? So nothing has changed uh, there. So people do things behind the scenes here as well as in our present day politics. So um, then he's at Bethany, it says in verse six. Bethany's a little town, just a couple miles outside of Jerusalem. And it says, when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster jar of costly perfumed oil and poured it on his head while he was reclining at table. So this is kind of symbolic as well because this oil is typically used as, uh, you know, a a burial ointment, if if you will. But it's very, very expensive, okay? When the disciples saw this, they were indignant and said, why this waste? Um, By the way, in John chapter 12, verse four, Uh, It specifically says that Judas was the one who asked why this waste. And that brings up another thing. You know, there's a a lot of people who are not too uh, connected with their faith or or maybe even antithetical towards Catholic uh, visions, uh, Catholic vision of the world or the Christian vision of the world. And they say, why do we have to spend all this money on church? And just like Judas, you know, they say, why all this waste, right? well uh, for one thing you can't give enough to god he has given us everything he has given us a chance at eternal life with him uh so that's point number one point uh, point number two as to why we spend you know so why we have these beautiful churches and artwork and all that um is that our churches our artwork our our statuary etc are are to draw people towards God. And I can't tell you how many people I know that were drawn to the faith because of the beautiful churches that they've seen. I live in Chicago. We have many, many beautiful churches that were built uh you know, perhaps even a hundred years ago, built with immigrant labor who they had no money to give, but they gave their time, their they they gave their talent. Towards uh, towards building these churches, and so many people have wondered throughout the centuries. Hey, what is it about this God that causes such devotion among people that they are willing to take care of you know build a house of worship uh, to even even before they would consider upgrading their own their own home? So it's a real testament to that, and uh, so. Um, they they say, why this waste? It could have been sold for much and the money given to the poor. Since Jesus knew this, we're in verse 10 now, he said to them, why do you make trouble for the woman? She has done a good thing for me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. Again, predicting his own uh, death in uh, just a, a short period of time. In pouring this perfumed oil upon my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Um, amen I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be spoken of in memory of her. And here we are reading it today, 2,000 years later. So you are you are giving it to God, because when when you make a gift of the, of this nature, when you are giving to the church, you you are you can't repay God for what He has done for you. He's given you your life in this earth. More importantly, He's given you eternal life in a world without pain, without suffering, etc. But uh, okay, so that's the anointing at Bethany. Now let's clear up another. Um, con- I won't even say controversy, but there are skeptics. Not many of them will know their Bible well enough to make this skeptical point. So be aware of this skeptical point before any potential person brings it up to you. Okay. This says that this anointing was, um, you know, at, at Bethany. Now, Luke in his account says that uh, it was at a Pharisee's house in Galilee and it just says that a sinner woman, uh, you know, did the anointing. That's in Luke chapter 7, verse 36 and 37. And actually, so in Luke's account, it occurs kind of towards the beginning of Jesus' ministry and at a different place, Galilee, not, uh, not Bethany, right? John, in his account, says that uh, Mary, um, you know, the, the, of Martha and Mary, did it at her house. That's in John chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. So, how do we reconcile these accounts? Again, way earlier in this study, we said we don't get too concerned about the sequential order of events because each of the gospel writers is telling their story in their own way. Also, I would submit, is it possible that Jesus was anointed at several different places. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely, he could have been anointed uh, in Galilee. He could have been anointed uh, at uh, the house of Mar- Mary and Martha. He could have been anointed at uh, you know at uh, you know by a Pharisee, etc. They could have been different events. But even if they are not, I would submit that the crux of the matter, what we really need to come away with here. Is that somebody thought that Jesus was so important, so essential, so worthy that they gave their best uh, for, for Christ. And that's what we all are encouraged to do. Give your best to Christ. He's certainly given his best for us. Okay, So I don't want to hear any more about we spend too much money on our church's infrastructure. Okay, It, it brings people to Christ. Trust me, I've seen it. Okay, then one of the 12, we're on verse 14. Then one of the 12 who is called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him 30 pieces of silver. Um, circle 30 pieces of silver and in your margins, write Exodus chapter one, excuse me, Exodus chapter 21, verse 32. Why is 30 pieces of silver significant? Why do they have you circle it? because it is the price of a slave. So let's compare these two uh, monetary transactions, or I should say transactions. Um, the, the, the woman, you know, she gives this thing that's worth a whole bunch of money, okay? An alabaster jar of costly oil, you know, many days' wages worth of money for to Christ. So that's her value of him. She gave her best. Um, Judas asks for, or is willing to do this deed, turn him over for the price of a slave. Okay, so that's how much Jesus thought of, uh, excuse me, that's how much Judas thought of Jesus, that he was only worth the value of a slave. Okay, so uh, now we move on to preparations for the Passover. Uh, Verse 17, on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and that's part of the overall Passover, you know, week, if you will. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and if you want to read about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it's further explained in Exodus chapter 14, you know, verse 20, and on what that is. Okay, and it's ironic, isn't it? Because Jesus says, I am the bread of life elsewhere. Okay, in John chapter six, etc. cetera. So uh, on the first day of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And we see in verses 18 and on, he says, um, um, go to the city, um, go to a certain man, and say, hey, I need a place to eat. We will see, it's not mentioned here in Matthew's account, but in Luke, they give us a little more information in Luke chapter 22, verse 12, and also in Mark chapter 14, verse 15, if you're writing these things in your margins, you don't have to, but it might be a good idea. We learn that uh, specifically, they're going to have this Passover meal, not just in a house, But in the upper room of that house, and by the way, that is thought to be um, the uh, house owned by the mother of a follower of Jesus, Mark. Not one of the apostles, but a a young follower of of Jesus. Okay, and uh, then they begin the Last Supper. Verse 20, when it was evening, he reclined at table, With the twelve, and while they were eating, uh, he, Jesus, said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And each of them's wondering, hey, is it me, is it me, is it me, etc. Verse 24, the Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, "Sure, it is. Surely it is not I, Rabbi. Um, and he answered, Jesus answered him, You have said so. He probably said so quietly so that the others didn't hear him. But anyway, um, if we look at another account of this uh, evening, we see in John chapter 13, verse 27, it says that Judas left the meal early, okay? Um, Jesus says, go do what you got to do. And so he did it. And so Jesus left the meal early. Now, every time I read the John account, I am, I am reminded of a, of a saying on the back door, inscribed on the back door of a church I used to go to occasionally, Catholic Church. Um, and, and it would, the, um, the insignia there is for the benefit of those people who go up, receive communion, and then they go right out in the parking lot so that they can beat the traffic and they're not, they don't stay till the end of the mass. And the inscription said, Jesus left the mass early too. And then below that, it says John chapter 13, verse 27. So don't be like Judas. I, did I, I don't know if I said Jesus or Judas, but um, I think you know that it says, John 13, 27 says, Judas left the meal early. So don't be like Judas. Don't leave the meal early, as we will see in the John account. Uh, stay for the end of Mass God deserves your attention, especially after what he has done for you. Okay, show some respect. You wouldn't leave dinner early if you were sitting with your parents, would you? Okay. Well, I think we've made a pretty good dent, and I really want to spend a lot more time on the Lord's Supper. So we're going to come back to uh, uh, our next session, uh, verse uh, chapter, excuse me, our next session, 31. We're going to pick up on Matthew chapter. 26 uh, verse 26 Um, but let us let's let's pray as we reflect on uh, what we've seen today lord help us to recognize that just like this woman in the story in chapter 26 help us to recognize that you deserve our best because you uh, and your offer of eternal life with you is worth more than the best we can offer So help us to see what is really of value here. Let us give you, help us to um, remember that you gave us your best. You gave us your all. You gave us your life. And so we certainly deserve to give you our time, our talent, and our our treasure. Um, So uh, come back next time and we'll pick up again on Matthew chapter 26, uh, verse 26. And as always, I welcome you to email me your questions and comments at jhcatholicbible at gmail.com. And until next time, I look forward to your joining us again on Catholic Doctrine Bible Study.